episode 474 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name's Orbital Albert, and I want to start by apologizing. I haven't done an episode in a while. Unfortunately, I, I well, fortunately, I had a wonderful Canada Day trip, but when I came back, my because I turned off my fan, assuming I wouldn't need a fan on my modem since no one was going on my internet, I thought that it would be fine, but apparently it was completely fried from the heat. Now, to be fair, it was like 38 degrees out the day that we got home and there was no windows open. But if there's not a fan in the modem, why do I have to have a fan on the modem? And you wouldn't think you'd need a fan on your modem while you're not home, not using your Internet. Uh, so when I got home, I was able to post my Canada Day picture. And then the Internet died about three minutes after that. And then I we tried putting it in the refrigerator for a while and then it worked for about six minutes, and then I let it rest all night, and then it worked for about four minutes, and what will happen is it would just completely disconnect from every other device in the house. So anyways, I humbly apologize. I really wanted to do day one, day two, day three, like with a day in between, so that by now you would have already got all three scenarios for Pinberg, so you could kind of listen to them together. But thank you so much for all the good feedback, and you know what? I got an extra 30 or 40 listens in the couple days that I wasn't able to get it in there. So let's, I'm not going to update you on any of my personal stuff. I'll probably do that in a future episode. Uh, let's just get right into it. Let's do uh, Pinberg, the middle of the road. So the last one was not very fun to write, not very fun to record. It was kind of the worst case scenario of what would happen to Pinberg uh, with coronavirus and everything else going on nowadays. So without further ado, let's hop into the middle of the road. So this is most likely what I think is going to happen as opposed to kind of being the negative Nancy, so to speak, in, in the last one, kind of uh, assuming that we didn't have a vaccine yet and such. So here we go. By the way, if you haven't listened to the last one, this one's not going to make that much sense for continuity issues. I highly recommend you go back and listen to the last episode first. <laughs> All right, here we go. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 400 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and for today, for my birthday, I'm so excited to announce it looks like they have a new vaccine. So a Canadian company here that's been working on a vaccine, uh, they've been testing on different types of marsupials and uh, animals that have similar immune systems to humans, and it looks like it's going to go to phase three. And so it sounds like that, that could be pretty promising. So this is really good news. Uh, also, I did want to uh, just get you guys excited and stoked because the only thing cooler than getting a vaccine, a vaccine for COVID-19 is the fact that I'm going to be having Ken Cromwell, the communications manager over there at Jersey Jack, as well as Eric Menier, the uh, designer, one of my top three from Orby's top three young guns of pinball. Um, that's right. Thanks so much for everyone who's been listening to Top 3 with Orby on TPN. That one's been getting a lot of good listens and a lot of good love. So thank you so much for everybody. And Eric is here to talk all about his new machine. That's right. His new machine, Guns and Roses. Some say it's the best machine to have ever graced its presence upon the planet Earth. 
Uh, at Ken Cromwell would probably agree. He's a communications manager there. He used to be my producer at Top 3 for Orby. Uh, can't wait to get to talk to Ken uh, for the first time in a long time, actually, since he was doing a flipping out stream and I called in. So it's been a while and I've never had the pleasure to speak to Eric and I just couldn't be more thrilled. Both of them had, you know, the time and energy to come over here and and be on my little blogcast. So thanks so much, Ken and Eric. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, episode 457 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. Let me start by saying happy Halloween to all the listeners out there. That's right. Some of you are parents with kids and some of you are just kids yourself. Either way, this Halloween's going to be a little different. I'm not going to lie. Uh, for a while there, they were talking about us having to have a virtual trick-or-treat. It looks like in a couple of the places uh, in North America that have really bad hot spots, they're probably going to do that. But for most of us, now that we know that the uh, the new vaccine has finally passed third approval and will be coming out in first thing in the new year, actually, it might even be here on time for Christmas. It looks like not only are our you know, Canada and the United States going to be getting the vaccination first. Canada has already stated that it's going to be absolutely free and they would like to get everybody vaccinated by the Victoria long weekend, the May 2-4 long weekend. Uh, that is by the end of May. So hopefully by June, that will give us a couple weeks before uh, Pinburg. And it looks like Pinburg might actually happen. So I'm getting excited. Now, as many of you know, Something else big that happened, I don't talk about politics a lot on this podcast, but there's a new president. That's right, Mr. Joe Biden got in, and his very first day, he took down the Trumpster. That's right, there will be no more uh, <laughs> no more Oompa Loompa-ish presidents running around uh, talking about how this killer virus is basically the same as the flu, thank God. And Joe Biden's first thing he did is he made it mandatory for each and every person that's indoors to wear a mask. So simple. These masks cost maybe 30 cents of material, and they cut down on the spread of the coronavirus immensely. They also make it near impossible for particulates to come out, like coughing and colds. Um, before, you know, six feet wasn't enough. Believe me, if anyone's ever been around me when I'm coughing or sneezing, uh, I projectile about 30 feet. So um, now in the few weeks that we've seen since Joe Biden's gotten to office, we've noticed that the number of coronavirus people, especially in the hotspot places, has really dropped. Now, it, you don't legally have to wear a mask when you're outside. I mean, when you're driving in a car by yourself you don't have to wear a mask uh but if you're driving in a car with people who uh you know don't live with you you're required to if you're taking public transit you're required to as you should uh and even when you're outside say walking on a busy boardwalk or busy streets downtown like new york city people just new york city we they've been doing it for months already they figured it out they're one of the most populous cities in the world yet they've managed to get their no numbers so much lower than places like houston or dallas or other places in the south that just still they're when they can, when you can't get six feet put on a sheet okay that didn't rhyme but you know what i mean well it did rhyme but put on a sheet doesn't make sense wear a mask it's just that simple so joe biden made this mandatory so now you've got a lot of people the people far on the right wearing F.U. Biden masks and, and doing it anyways. But the important thing is whether or not it says F.U. Biden, it's still, it's still whether or not they think it's, you know, encroaching on their personal liberties or not, which I can't see how wearing a little tiny face covering over your mouth for maybe what, what is it, two hours a week? 
If you're hanging out at like bars and restaurants more than a couple hours a week, maybe you're there too often. But like, if you think about really, if you look at any doctor's visits, you look at going to the grocery store, you look at times when you say you have to, for one reason or another, be somewhere you're not social distanced, you might have to wear a mask 15 minutes a day, a couple days a week. Wow. Um, I've actually, my family and I have had masks all the way since uh, March of last year. So, um, you know, we're almost looking at a year now. And yeah, we use it from time to time if I go to play pinball in an arcade where other people aren't going to be socially distancing uh, or may not be able to because machines are not always able to be six feet apart. Um, you know, it's just simple. It's just simple. It's just wash your hands a lot, wear a mask. It's not that complicated. As soon as Joe Biden made it, you know, mandatory, we saw, I think the numbers jumped up within 10 days once they gave out, uh, I think after they gave out something like a thousand fines, it, the fine is only 200 bucks, but it's still enough money, enough money to make you think, hmm, personal liberties. Now you can get away with not wearing a mask, but that's only if you have a doctor's notice saying that. And the Biden government's actually made it harder for doctors to write that notice saying you've really, really got to prove through, um, you know, in ear, nose and throat doctor that you have a serious respiratory disorder preventing this. Because like I said, all the times I've ever worn it, I've worn it on hot days. In comparison to me having to guard myself from mosquitoes and bugs. And right now I have, oh, I'm going to go soak my legs in hot water because I've got like 500 mosquito bites. And this is in October for God's sake. I'm just trying to get all my wood chop for winter. And uh, so, you know, it's it's going to be a bit of a different Halloween. Some things that they are going to do differently this year around here anyways is people are being um, people are being asked to not actually touch the candy, just purchase the Halloween candy at the store, open the box while wearing gloves or sanitizing and pouring it into a bowl and then just leaving it there and letting each person hopefully just get one. And you can safely kind of look from the closest window and wave or say trick and tr trick or treat. Um, they're not recommending everybody stand two feet away and, oh, what costume do you have on today? The good news is, is most Halloween costumes incorporate a mask anyways. So uh, you can be at the door. Uh, here in Canada, or at least in Nova Scotia, they've recommended that everyone who collects the candy, that they leave it for 48 hours, in which case 90% of the, uh, you know, any type of uh, virus would have dissipated by then. Of course, you can just simply sanitize your groceries. A lot of us got used to doing that the first few months uh, that the virus was really bad. So it's no different than that. Kind of a pain in the butt, though. Take some of the fun out. For my boys personally, I'm just going to tell them they can go out and do it, but they've got to leave their masks on the whole time. They're not to be touching their face and their eyes, and they don't hang out with anyone who's not socially distancing for a long period of time. And when they get back, I'm just going to make them uh, throw their Halloween candy up for like 72 hours. After the 72 hours is done, I will take it out. We will look through it, make sure there's no like uh, safety pins or whatever stuck in candy apples. And mom and dad, you know, as mom and dads, we take our fee. Drop Target, Danielle and I, we we like to, you know, we take about a 10% fee. Get, get, a, get some of those Reese's there. And you know me, how much I love Doritos. Now, Hayden has a rule. I can take my 10% tax but I do not get any Doritos. So it looks like I'll have to steal some from Owen to get those Doritos fingers. I love them. The only thing better than Doritos is Doritos fingers at the end. Don't you know it, pinball nerds. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 488 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and on today's show, I'm going to start by giving all the listeners a very 
Merry Christmas! And especially here in North America, I know in Australia, New Zealand, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, uh, Holland, Germany, uh, England, most parts of the UK, and uh, even certain certain other locations, like I know Italy, uh, France, they're all going to be getting this Canadian-made. So not only is this good for us financially here in Canada, but it's also good for the United States because they're going to be just geographically that much closer going to be getting um, their vaccinations. And the Canadian company is not gouging. I believe they're charging something. Well, the word on the street is wholesale. It's going to be around $40. That means even if the American government wants to make 200% off of its own people, they could charge 80 bucks for it. And yet everybody in the United States for like a hundred bucks. Now, of course, here in Canada, we don't pay for healthcare. So we will be getting ours free, which is awesome. But it sounds to me like almost everybody will be able to get uh, up to that 80%. And that is required in Pennsylvania. Now that they have, now that everyone's been wearing masks for so long, the cases have really severely dropped there. They get a couple per week, but that's usually just people from out of town or other hot spots coming in here. It looks like uh, Pennsylvania is going to allow up to 1,000 people be all together. And that is just going to be awesome. Now, we will not be able to have 1,000 people playing in Pimberg, plus another 1,000 people at Replay FX at the same time. What they Replay FX has announced is going to happen is from 9 till 5. Now, they were talking about doing two waves. That would have been horrible. I would have had to get up at like 5.30 a.m. to get there for 6. They're not going to do that. The pinball players get to go in from 9 till 5, then from 5 to 5.30, they're going to do a really good cleaning, and from 5.30 all the way till 2.30 in the morning, everybody else who's going to replay effects, up to 1,000 people can go. Now, they need to save 100 spots for volunteers and uh, you know medical staff if they need to get in there. They need to save another 20 for that. So they're only going to be allowing 900 people in Pemberg. So what they're going to do, replay effects is asked, Every, the first 900 people to show a positive, uh, uh, that they've tested positive for the antigens, which have been proven to give you about a three month, uh, three months of very, very safe. And then after that, not so much, but it looks like for at least the first 90 days, if you have already got COVID and you've tested positive for having the antigens, uh, replay effects would just like to see, uh, you know, a picture, a screenshot, something to prove that you have uh, tested positive. That test is very inexpensive and uh, pretty much everyone in the States has either taken the COVID test or the antigen test at this point. Uh, here in Canada, many more of us, of course, uh, are waiting to get the vaccination because the levels were so much lower here that it's not worth our time to just randomly test everybody for antigens because such a low percentage of the actual general public got it. But it looks to me like, uh, in my case, uh, I'm going to be able to buy May 2-4. So, you know, not too long from now, but four months from now, I'm going to be able to get the vaccination. Now I will take the antigen test in case I got it. And I didn't know before then, cause that will save me some time and money, but either way, I probably would like to still get the vaccination cause I'm not going to quite be within that three, uh, the, those, you know, those three months, but some other good news. I have just got off the phone with Mr. Jack Danger himself, and he has confirmed that Jack Danger and I from the Dead Flip streaming channel, still the king of streaming on Twitch, 
He is going to be my partner for the Trash Talker Invitational, which is going to be the day before Pimberg. I can't wait for it. Uh, many of you know I have reached out uh, to Zach Many from Flippin' Out Pinball, and Zach had let me know that if his first choice, that's right, it's of course Dennis Creasel, his partner in crime on the Pinball Show on TPN, uh, if, if Dindin couldn't go, if Dennis could not go because he was so busy and overwhelmed with the health authority and COVID-19 that... You know, I would be his first person, but he let me know today that Dennis has officially booked his hotel and will be taking place with Zach in the Trash Talker. So all I have to say, Zach and Dennis, is watch out because Jack Danger and I are coming for you, buddies. All right. Isn't that cool? What are the chances? Wouldn't that be neat if, like, Jack Danger and I got to play Zach and Dennis? That could make for an entertaining round. Even though I've seen Dennis play, he's very good. I've seen Zach play. Zach's got a lot better even in the past few months just watching him on Flippin' Out. Stepped up his game. But I'm not going to lie. Neither of them, and myself included, neither of the three of us are as good as Jack Danger. Jack Danger's incredible. Um, and, you know, you, you, last year I think he qualified for B or something like that. But this year, you better believe it. He's not going to injure his thumb. Too bad for all you naysayers. He's going into A. Uh, that being said, I'm kind of hoping I go to B or C this year because, frankly, when I was in A, uh, I was playing with all people who were way better than me, and I knew it, and I could tell. You know, like one of those things is not like the other. Well, I, yeah, that was me. So here's the good news. It looks to me like Pinberg's going to be a go. We don't know that to be true for sure, but I would say it's 99% a go at this point. And I'm starting to get excited for it because I was afraid that maybe, let's say Trump got back into office, people still wouldn't be wearing masks and, and Florida would be on like wave nine here or something like that. And people still wouldn't be social distancing or taking it seriously. And I was afraid that uh, Pinberg might look a lot different. It, you know, like replay effects might not happen or Pinberg might not happen. But it looks like uh, it looks like some good things happening down south there, which means good things for us Canucks up here. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, episode 500 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. The only pinball podcast with more episodes than Canada. And today, to talk about the new vaccination that's starting to roll out across Canada and soon to roll out across the United States, is Josh Rupp and Scott Larson of the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. It's so great to have you guys here. And of course, as many of the listeners know who listen to my show, they also listen to the uh, Loser Kid Pinball Podcast, who's done a great job getting the likes of Keith Elwin and Roger Sharp, two of my biggest pinball heroes on the show. If you're talking about an interview pinball podcast show, those are the guys you want. They are not only incredibly respectful to each of the people that they're interviewing, which is why part of the reason I suspect they get so many great people on that show and so many great interviews, but they also aren't afraid to ask the hard questions in, of course, a respectful manner. Okay, so I think the go-to show, if you were to ask about maybe a year ago, like last December, or sorry, last January, the go-to interview show probably still kind of would have been Canada. And that has now switched hands just in the last year, year and a half. Loser Kid has taken over, uh, of course, with Scott Larson being an anesthesiologist. 
uh, I can, he, you know, he's not, he's not a vaccination specialist or an immunology specialist, but I think that being working in the healthcare field and Josh also being very educated on the up and up on these things, uh, I want to hear their input about, you know, going to Pemberg and going to these large tournaments. And if they agree with, if they think that most of the United States will be vaccinated so that Pemberg can happen. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, episode 512 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. First, I want to start off by saying Happy New Year to everybody out there. And thank you so much to everybody who listened to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast show. Uh, That one has upwards of 600 views. It's the most listened to show ever. Frick, like I got Jack Danger on here. I didn't get that many listens. Um, You know, I had Mrs. Penn. I've had so many great people on here. Crystal Gemmick of the Riptide Pinball Podcast. Uh, and now, of course, the plum on TPN. And, you know, I've, I've never got to have that many listens. Uh, Robert Gagno, so many awesome people. And so I was shocked. But you know what? I'm not because uh, Josh and Scott are awesome. And you know what? They People wanted to hear them talk about what the future of pinball could look like from two educated, intelligent, smart people uh, who, you know, really are living in the thick of it in the United States. But at the same time, they were, without talking about politics, they were very much so in agreement with Joe Biden making mass mandatory. So thank you so much for those listeners coming on the show. It was great to chat with them. And thank you to everybody who shared it and listened to it. You know what? If I go back a year ago, I, you know, the Pimble Nerds podcast wasn't even listed on Pinberg. Sorry, it wasn't even listed under the possible Pinball podcast. And now we've got so many listeners out there who uh, have introduced a lot of people on Pinside to the show. And I thank you so much for that because, yeah, it's nice to get a couple more listens. I don't mind bringing you this show whenever I can, even burning out my modem for it. And, you know, I didn't have access to Twitch for like a week. And if I felt I can get out, I can get away with not being able to podcast for a week. I can get away with not listening to other pinball podcasts for a week. I can even go a week without going on to Pinside. But I cannot go a whole week without Twitch because I'm addicted. So thank you to all of you for doing that. All right. Let's get back to what we were talking about here. Uh, it has been said by Replay Effects that 80% will have to have had uh, tested positive for the antibodies in their system within 30 days. Okay. Or sorry, six within 60 days uh, before Pemberg. So that's going to be cutting it a little bit close, but I think that I'll be able to get them proof and hopefully still be in the top 900. There's got to be a hundred people who can't go to Pemberg either because they have compromised immune systems or because they don't feel safe doing it or because the country they're coming from might still be a hotbed. So, uh, of COVID and that might be another reason that they don't want to come, but I'm getting excited for it. And I think we did see a couple pictures of people partying pretty hard out of the States. And it looked like a couple of those bars, people weren't wearing masks, but it was such a small percentage of people. I didn't see anyone bad in Pennsylvania doing it. It looks like Pennsylvania is going to be fine. There was a couple p- places like way down South where the people there talk like they got marbles in their mouth and maybe like it's possible that when they're speaking, they got a little bit of molasses, just uh, talking a little bit slower. And those people aren't running out to put on no mass. In fact, we just had a gentleman last week who g- literally got in a fight and ended up getting shot 
over the fact that he refused to wear a mask and he said that he was going to open fire on people if he had to, which is just crazy because it's like, dude, we're not talking about anyone shooting bullets. We're just saying wear a mask if you're going to be out in public around people. That's all. That's all. Shouldn't be a mask. Shouldn't be political. It should be health. It's the same thing as a seatbelt for like a whole decade when like seatbelts are something that is mildly uncomfortable, but I mean, I'd rather wear my seatbelts more uncomfortable than my mask. I can tell you that after about two minutes having the mask on, I don't even notice it's there. Um, other than the fact that when I go to itch my face, I'm just unable to actually touch my face or transfer anything because as a chronic nose picker, uh, I'm someone who probably would spread, spread viruses around more than they should because I can't stop freaking touching my face. And yes, like Seinfeld, it was on the outside of the nostril, not the inside. Thank you very much. But hey, what can I say? The good news is that people are wearing masks. It's now mandatory. And because of that, uh, there's zero, zero cases last week in Pennsylvania. Can you believe that? Now, I'm sure that they'll end up getting some more, but that would just made me so happy to say that. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 550 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name's Orville Elbert. And on today's episode, we're only 60 days away from Pimberg. And that's right. I got... I got my vaccination scar. That's right. Thanks, Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, it did not scar me. The vaccination took two seconds. It didn't hurt. It was free. Um, I'll be able to test for the antibodies in as little as 14 days. And uh, I don't even need to do that for Pimberg. I've already sent away my proof. I'm very excited for it. It's going to be fun. I even figured out a way. I was like, how am I going to be able to drink beer safely with my mask on? So get this, guys. I'm going to be filling up my camel pack that I usually have for hiking. Uh, or cycling. So a camel pack's like a little plastic baggie. Well, I have a three liter one that I can change into a small day pack that wears just about nothing. Well, three liters of beer. And I'm not talking about the American stuff. This ain't no 4% stuff. I'm talking about the good stuff, like the double IPAs, like the seven, eight, 9%. I can get three liters of that before I go in. And then simply uh, I drink through basically this straw that inserts into like underneath my shirt on a clip-on. And then all I have to do is just take this and put it up under my mask and drink that way. Even though I can drink ice cold beer and be safe. That's right, listeners. If you're listening now, make sure you go out and buy your Camelbacks before they're all gone. Because I suspect I'm not going to be the only person at Replay FX who wants to have a beer or two but doesn't want COVID. All right. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, episode 569 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name's Orbital Albert, and on today's show, we're going to be talking about some new rules from Replay Effects now that we're just over 30 days to the start. It looks like Roger Sharp is going, Keith Elowin is going, but Lyman Sheets is not going, and either is Gary Stern. But I don't think Gary Stern normally goes, so that's okay. More importantly, my good buddy, Ian Hayward, Mr. Gamma Goat, is going to be coming. So I am so stoked about that. That's who's in and that's who's out. And for a while there, I thought maybe someone like Elwin wouldn't come because, you know, I mean, he's like around the same age as me. I think he's maybe a little over 40, but he's fairly young. But just maybe he didn't feel safe going because, you know, maybe they didn't have a vaccination. And I'm glad he's going. That way he can try to defend his title. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 588 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. That's right. Day one is in the books at Pimberg, and last night, Jack Danger and I played in the Trash Talker International. That's right. In the first round, we had to play Drew and Ian from the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast. We destroyed them. Sorry, Drew and Ian. They're nice guys. They just didn't get the right bank. If they had just got this one bank that had, like, Meteor and White 
um, uh, Whitewater and so many other machines, Jurassic Park that they know they probably would have beat us, but instead we just got a, a, another row of machines and we destroyed them. Sorry, guys. Uh, but in round two, ironically, we had to go against Zach Many. Uh, that was a little funny. Uh, Zach Many and Dennis Kriesel, and we beat them. Now, that one was much harder. It went to five rounds, but we were able to beat them. In the finals, though, we got destroyed by Bruce and Ron from Slam Till Pinball Podcast. Uh, they had just barely beat out Marty and Teolis uh, from the final round pinball podcast. In the round before that, it looks like Marty and Teolis did not get to the final round this time. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, episode 589 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name's Orville Albert, and I'm so sorry I forgot to update you guys yesterday. Most of you probably already know, but going into today's the finals round, I just wanted to update you on the places. So currently in first place is Escher Lefkoff, surprised to no one. Steve Bowden's in second. Pretty cool that Steve's ahead of Elwin. A couple people surprised by that. Elwin's in third. Local Chris Stevens is in fourth, and Eric Menier of Jersey Jack Pinball. What? I know he's a great player. I've seen him on Twitch before. I even subscribed to his channel, but I didn't think he was so good to be fifth at Pinburg. Give me a break. That's awesome. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 590 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orville Albert, and I just watched the finals of Pinburg, and I'm so happy to announce I was shocked. I was shocked by it. I was, but I wasn't. I was, but I wasn't. In fifth place is Ian Hayward, friend of the show. He came back in day two and played the day of his life and managed to sneak into finals and get fifth there. Elwin got fourth. Escher got third. Thought Escher might do it this year. Local Chris Stevens gets second. And I think he's ranked like seventh or eighth in the world. So not a huge surprise, but I believe it's his first pinburg. Mr. Steve Bowden of Fun With Bonus and, of course, Deep Root Pinball. Oh, my gosh. Maybe some people were disappointed by Raza, even though I still think it's a pretty darn good game for a first offering. But Mr. Steve Bowden got first. And no matter what you say about Deep Root, you got to admit, the guy killed it in finals. So congratulations. Uh, I do want to give some more shout-outs. Glenn the Skateboarder and Chris the Pintern. I didn't know who to cheer for. They were playing each other in the, the D finals, and Chris the Pintern squeaked out a win. Nice job, Chris the Pintern. Of course, B-Finals, Teolis was so upset. Jeff Teolis did not get to go to A this year, but he won B-Division. And my son, Hayden, won E-Division. Now, I know what you're all wondering. Well, Orby, who the hell? All friends of mine, a tip for the top. Who the hell? Won C-Division. And the answer is me. I took out Mrs. Pin. That's right. I won C-Division. Until next time, Pimmel Nerds, I'm going to say goodbye with the Pretenders, middle of the road. Remember to eat, sleep, and breathe, Pimmel!